but I would say for for a person it's so important to be curious because without it I don't think you can accomplish anything. For me to be able to communicate I had to speak this language that was completely different for me. You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. This is a show about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in people's work and lives. So who better to have that conversation with than people who have taken the brave step of uprooting themselves from one place to settle into another. I like to quote Albert Einstein a lot on this show, so I'll do it again here. He wrote, the world belongs to the people who are curious. To which I would add, the world belongs to the young who are curious. So I wanted to talk with young people who have picked up and moved to see what role curiosity has played in their immigration experience, both their own curiosity but also what kinds of curiosity, good, bad, or indifferent, they encounter from others in that process. So I'm very happy to have Anderson Escobar and Mariami Shengalia with me today. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having us. I'm just very pleased to have you here. So first, let's start by having you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you were born, how long you've been in the United States, and maybe one thing you were curious about before you came to the U.S. Mariami? Um, I'm from Republic of Georgia, which is in Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I came here one and a half year ago. And I was, uh, at first, like, it was so different than what I expected. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you see media, like, every everywhere. It's like, United States, like, a dream country. And when I came here, just a normal, like, <laughs> it's like... It's not what I expected, but it's, like, even better than what I expected because I thought it would be crazy, like, a lot of people. But this area, especially Arlington, I really, really like it. And I think it's... I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I just talked too much. No, that's wonderful. And I love that um, it was both kind of more but less Mm -hmm. than what you expected. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. And Anderson, how about you? Yep. I came to the U.S. four years ago, about four years ago. Um, I am originally from El Salvador. And one curiosity that I had about the U.S. was, you know, um, er, the first thing I would say that most people imagine about the U.S. is, you know, big cities, um, a lot of traffic, people, you know, go just walking around the street everywhere. And just craziness, just like Miami said. But uh, once I moved here to Arlington, like, that's not the case, at least here, from what I had noticed. Right, right. And um, and since you came, those initial kind of ideas about what you were going to encounter and sort of your reality, talk more about, about that, sort of what lined up with your expectations, what you were curious about, you know, the idea of being in a big, crazy city, um, and you ended up in tame old Arlington. So, <laughs> so what did what what was that exploration like? Um, for me, at the start, it was a little bit. Oh, it wasn't really that hard for me to get used to uh, the way that people live here, since it was a little bit calm and like people would uh, just go along their lives, and you know you would talk to people and people would be friendly when you 
go for runs or just hang out with friends. And I really like that, uh, you know, you're able to be yourself and people will be happy to talk to you even if they seem you like as a different person or do act differently. Mm -hmm. And did you have friends or family that were in the area before you got here? Um, yes. Uh, my mother had been here for 10 years before I moved here. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Mariami? No, I'm, I didn't know anyone here. And me and my family moved here because of my dad's job because he's a military. Mm-hmm. But they now went back and I'm alone here because I go to college. Um, my, I didn't expect that people would be this friendly and there would be so many people just like me coming from another country, all different cultures. It was so diverse and especially Wakefield is very diverse high school. And I was not expecting that at all. I, would, I thought I would be just like a, just one girl who's like, you know, from the different country and stuff. But I was so impressed. I was surprised. Yeah, that you weren't the only... Yeah. You weren't the only newbie in yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And um, how has... You both just, you know, from my first introduction to you, both seem to me to be very bright and curious people to begin with. So how do you think curiosity might have helped you acclimate, helped you get used to being in the United States? For me, um, at least... I realized that, I mean, once I got here, you know, a lot of my friends at the start were people who speak my own language or people who are from the same countries as me. As me. But I started to realize that, you know, there were so many other people that I could get to know and, you know, explore other cultures and religions and just, you know, talk to other people to see what they their story is and mm-hmm. what they have to say. And what are the kinds of things that you felt like you had to figure out? I mean, what were the things that you you maybe needed to be curious about in making that transition? Um, first, I would say that just by learning English, uh, it really helped me by just being around other people who didn't speak the same language as me, because that would make me uh, that would challenge me, you know, to want to learn it and to for me to be able to communicate. I had to speak this language that was completely different for me. And you hadn't studied English at all before coming to the United I States? I had, but like it wasn't, you know, it was just a class, right. probably one hour, probably three hours a week, but it wasn't too much. Yeah, it's so, not the yeah. same. It's not the same as living no. in it. Yeah. 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 And how about you? I think uh, curiosity impart- impacted my life because if without it, I would not be in college here right now because mm-hmm. I was not really planning to go in college here. But then at be- in the beginning when I saw people like going to the SAT classes, like getting prepared, writing college essays, then I, d- I just became more curious about it. And mm-hmm. I went to other clubs and like every like even like um, in Liberty's Promise, they really help you with college applications and scholarships. So I, you became really curious. And then you just I think without it, I would not accomplish everything that I have right now. Interesting. So you've mentioned, and Liberty's Promise is um, the way that I found my way to you. So we're all grateful for Liberty's Promise. And they, according to their website, it says they support young immigrants in need while encouraging them to be active and conscientious American citizens. Their programs aim to make the immigrant experience an affirmative one for young newcomers while instilling in them a sense of pride and support for American ideals of democracy and freedom. By doing so, Liberty's Promise seeks to affirm our fundamental egalitarian and democratic traditions for future generations. It's pretty cool. 
And I've got a link to uh, Liberty's Promise on the Facebook page. So if you want to check it out, go ahead and do that. So tell me what your experience with Liberty's Promise has been. I mean, what is that? That's a wonderful mission that they have. How does that play out for you? What have you been doing um, with the program? Um, When the program started, I wasn't, you know, taking it that serious since I didn't know anybody there. And once I got to know people there, like, it almost became something that I really had to do every week. You know, we had two meetings a week. So I would always try to stay and, you know, be involved around other people and just getting to know a lot of them. And also something really awesome is like was like a catalyst for me. Uh, I started to develop leadership. Uh, I started to feel like I could do so many things. And how about you? I think um, the people there... It kind of became like a family. Even now, when I'm not in the high school anymore, I'm still in touch. I'm I'm still in touch in touch with mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. and they're like lifetime friends. And it's so cool when you have people who are like just like you. And and I learned so many things from other different cu- cultures than mine. And it's just amazing experience. It, it's, it's it's amazing. So it sounds like it's also given you a structure for some of your own exploration, like learning about other countries and other people's experiences. Do you think that your experience as having been an immigrant to one country makes you more curious about other people's experiences with immigration? Oh, yeah. You, like, constantly asking them, oh, what's this? Like, where did this came from? Like, some kind of tradition about food or something or, Uh like, the clothing and, like, it's like a lot of different stories, and then you find some similarities in like a couple countries. I found like a lot of similarities from, like there's this um, girl from Pakistan, and she had the same kind of traditions as I have, and it's like you just find so many. You learn so many things about yourself and about other people too. At the same so, time. what are the kinds of things that you find where there are sim? Are there are there kind of thematic areas where there seems to be some similarities? Are there places where it's like oh. You know, no, it's always different. What do you find? You would be surprised because um, sometimes, like, you don't expect, like, a person from, like, the other side of the world to have so many similarities with you. And that, ha- happened, that has happened to me so many times. And it just becomes, you know, I became a very curious person because, uh, you know, how many people are completely different from me. But even though most, like, I would say, 90% of the things are completely different. You still are able to find something that you can connect with that other person. And that really, you know, is a great experience. It's a great experience. And to me, that that's a very hopeful experience, too. That even, even in the differences, we find commonalities and things to explore. And, and how about... I mean, in reading the the purpose and mission of, of Liberty's Promise, I think, well, that would also, you know, I can imagine just being very curious about sort of how does the American democracy work? How does the system work? And how does that compare to what you knew of the systems in your, your country of origin? So talk a little bit about some of that process for you. Through the club, we also explore, you know, we have guest speakers most of the time. So these people will bring, you know, their own perspectives and will also give us like more information about some other things that we might not really think about on our daily basis. But by, you know, getting so many people who are experts on what they do, it really brings, you know, this other perspective that we would not get to know otherwise. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And does it make you um, ask questions of yourself about um, other systems or other countries? I mean, does it does it prompt you to reflect in a way that you might not have otherwise? Do you think? Um, I would say with some of the uh, with some of the people that you get to talk. Uh, some people are really passionate about, you know, how our system works. And you really do get, you know, to compare, hey, this is not how it works back in my country, you know. Mm-hmm. And you start to ask questions and you try to find the answer for those questions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And um, what about curiosity for people who... Um, were born in the United States and me- maybe never have been outside the United States. What kinds of things are they curious about in your experience um, in having meeting somebody who's not born in the United States? Um, are people here like usually asking about um, like which ta- like which Georgia am I from? At first, when I say I'm from Georgia, like they're oh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm like, oh. no, no, <laughs> right. but like. That's um. Then I have to explain no, you know, Eastern Europe and everything, and they then they ask me about like what type of country is it, like what type of food do we have, how do we like? They're asking me about the words like to pronounce them and everything, but like uh, p- people who are like international, mm-hmm. they're they most of them really know where Georgia is, and they're like, but and but they're like asking me same things like how do you say this or. Uh, what what do you guys prepare for dinner and stuff like that? So it's about more like a day, like they want to know how do you live. They uh-huh. want to know the how, yeah, yeah, how's your life outside this country? Uh-huh. Yeah, you get the same kinds of questions. Uh, pretty similar, I would say. Yeah, people here, um, a lot of them are really curious about you know if they find you to be if you have an accent, they'll you know be curious about uh, not wanting to know where you're from and just getting to know you as a person and it's really awesome because you get a chance to meet like so many other people and just exchange information from your own culture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um are there things that you wish people were curious about that you you wish they wanted to know about um i mean maybe not i don't know yeah (laughs) no no. Are there things you wish they weren't curious about? Um, there are some, yeah, some people, I would say one of the first questions that they would ask is, you know, why do you move here or what were the reasons for you to move here? Mm-hmm. And even though for some people it might not be, um, it, would, it might be okay for them to say why they move here. I can understand why some other people might not be okay with, you know, giving the answer to that question because mm-hmm. it can get really personal and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? I don't really mind questions. I I like to talk to people. I like to get to know them. I like when they get to know me. So Mm -hmm. I don't really mind those kind of questions. Or good. I think it's pretty good to get like get to know new people. And one of my um, all-time favorite books is uh, the Phantom Tollbooth. Have either of you read the Phantom Tollbooth? I haven't, but I heard it's a a children's book. But I think it actually gets better with age. And uh, Norton Juster, who wrote it, there's a line in it about what you learn today for no reason at all will help you discover all the wonderful secrets of tomorrow. And I think about that, you know, kind of in your experience sort of launching into college and sort of your next great adventure. What do you 
What do you think you might choose to be curious about in the future? I think like learning new things, get, mm-hmm. getting to know new cultures. I think I, I want to travel, like I want to visit other, like because that's all I'm saying. These people really inspired me to like go visit their culture, their countries and everything. So I'm very curious in terms of that to get to know new cultures. Mm-hmm. But I would say for, for a person, it's so important to be curious because without it, I don't think you can accomplish anything. Like you, ha- you should always have this need to learn new things yeah yeah i would have to agree with mariami um for me personally one of the reasons i want to study international relations and Mm. you know one of the main reasons for that is because i want to explore other cultures and just be go around the world and see how different people behave in different countries and yeah yeah great great so i have one thing that um uh, I'm going to ask you to kind of dive in the same way you dived into moving to another country. My big jar of wannabe analogies here. So reach in, take a slip of paper out, and we're going to make an analogy to curiosity with whatever is written on that slip of paper. I'm going to take one for myself, and I also will give one to the audience too, so the audience can participate. So somebody want to go first? Here. Um, and uh, Or I can go. What do you want? Want me to go first? <laughs> They're looking at me like, uh oh, you go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. So mine says xylophone. Uh, an xylophone. All right. So an xylophone is a little musical instrument you play. Um, so curiosity is like an xylophone um, because you kind of bang at it. Um, and uh, if you play with it, the same way if you play with an xylophone, you can actually create something quite beautiful and uh, and fun. I don't know. may not be one of my best analogies. So what do you have? Who's next? I have Frisbee. Frisbee. Oh, okay. So how's curiosity like a Frisbee? Uh, curiosity is like a Frisbee because when you kind of let it go, it goes to someone else and comes back to you. So I think that it's the same way with curiosity because you ask questions to someone, like you ask questions to the other person. People. I like that. And I then like it comes back to you. Yeah, yeah. Yay. So it's a, it's very interactive, isn't it? And communal. <laughs> it, it, That's it. terrific. I like that a lot. That's great. <laughs> so, Anderson, what you got? Um, I have a violin. And for this one, I feel like, um, you know, anybody can just jump in and try to play a violin. And, you know, you might end up creating, you know, one of the greatest songs that has ever been created. And, you know, it can just happen by you just trying to play with the violin pretty much. I like the fact that we all ended up with analogies that talked about play. Because <laughs> um, I think curiosity is a lot of playing, right? It's a lot of sort of experimentation and, um, and just kind of messing around a little bit. So audience, uh, yours is bubble bath. How is curiosity like a bubble bath? <laughs> Mariami's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know either. So I'm very <laughs> curious to see what the audience comes up with on that. Well, I just want to say thank you to both of you. Um, and uh, Anderson, I see you're wearing a Bucknell sweatshirt. Is that where you're headed next year? Yes. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. And Mariami, where are you headed? I'm at Northern Virginia Community College. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck to both of you. <laughs> thank you. I, I feel like the future is in very good hands. Thank you very much for being, um, you know, the curious people that you are and joining me on this show. Thank, thank you, you so for much having for having us. us. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Okay. 
With all of the news about immigrants and immigration these days, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that these are just people with very ordinary human stories. So I wanted to dig into that a little bit. And having talked with Anderson and Mariami, who are relatively new to the U.S. and immigrated as teenagers, I wondered how someone older, who had come younger, might think about things. I don't think I had any real appreciation for music, Mexican music in itself, ever, until my dad's passing. My name is Arturo Ramirez, and I work at Barrett Elementary. I am the school's family engagement coordinator. Arturo came to this country as a five-year-old. He was 28 before he went back. I didn't see the urgency to do so. For me, this was my life, the United States, Virginia, false church. To me, that was my world. He went back to see his dad, who was dying. He describes feeling culture shock, but at the same time, something resonated. What I noticed was that there was a wealth of inspiration, untapped inspiration that was there. So when I came back to the United States, I really tried to put that inspiration down on canvas. I felt that when I read the newspaper or when I read the articles, I cared enough. My, my heart like wanted me to create this, wanted me to express my discontent with the Mexican government, because that's what a lot of my work is. It's a lot of discontent. And I felt that this was the best way to get my classmates, who, who at the time didn't know anything about Mexican politics, to get them to actually want to know why I had painted such a, an image. Arturo's interest in his roots not only helped pique his classmates' curiosity, it also meant he thought about his return trips differently. When I knew that I was going to go back, I felt like I had to prepare myself in some way. It was the summer of 2015, and everyone was listening to Natalia Lafourcada's Hasta la Reis. I felt that that was the very definition of what Mexico sounded like. His family, one cousin in particular, wanted to be sure he felt welcome. I went around my birthday, and I remember they threw this big birthday party for me with mariachis and everything. But the one thing that she, she knew that I really liked was this singer. So she made sure that, that the music was on in the background the whole time. So for me, it's like, yes, the mariachi music made me cry, but at the same time, what made me feel so at home was listening to her voice and the instrumentation, because that to me was welcoming music that just made me believe that there was still something for me in Mexico, that I, I shouldn't give up and stop going, that I should continue to go and explore my country, my homeland. You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM. If you joined us late or want to catch up on other shows, catch us streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. Also, check us out on Facebook at Choose to be Curious and Twitter at Choose number two, letter B, Curious. And don't forget to send us your bubble bath analogy, hashtag analogy. 
Special thanks to my guests, Anderson Escobar and Mariami Shingalia, to Nikki Domke and her colleagues at Liberty's Promise for helping to make this conversation possible, and to Arturo Ramirez for sharing his story first through my challenging racism class and then shoehorning a follow-up conversation with me into his very busy school day. We're going to come back to curiosity and challenging racism in April. And in the meantime, if you missed the first conversation back in November, check it out at choosetobecurious.com. You can find all my previous shows, plus some other goodies if you poke around. I hope you'll join me next time when Wakefield High School's U.S. and Virginia government teacher, Patricia Hunt, joins me to talk about curiosity and news literacy. How do we know what's real news and what isn't anymore? We'll find out. Until then, choose to be curious. No habrá manera, mi rayo de luna, que tú te vayas.